everybody. Welcome to the Hop Christmas episode 2021. It's almost the end of 2021, and we're here to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Oh boy, we're getting religious on the show now. <laughs> uh, it's Christmas welcome everyone. Time. Hi, ho ho ho, and jingle all the way. No one likes a half-assed jingler. You heard that here first. Uh, welcome to the Hop. It's Let's the craft the music. beer podcast. I forgot to hit the music. You've been waiting for. Steven's gonna. Go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. It's Christmas time. We're going to do what we do here on The Hop at Christmas. Which Christmas is beers! Drink beers that make us feel festive, make us think about Christmas. Uh, we got a couple breweries that have never been on the show before, and a couple breweries that have. Hmm. Hmm. Let's get it. Gabe's yeah, very exciting. This is, uh, this is our annual Christmas episode. Uh, last year, we had three beers that we drank together. This year... Oh boy, we're doing two beers each. They're all different, all in very interesting ways. We're probably not going to be sober by the end of this. I would wager. (laughs) That's what makes it so great. And (laughs) it's so loud. (laughs) Steven's got a winter wonderland behind him. I I don't have anything, so I just covered myself in christmas lights so here we I, go if you're watching on youtube which you can do uh go to youtube.com search for the hop a craft beer podcast i always put the brewery behind me but this this uh week i wanted to do something true to the holiday this is from my favorite christmas movie this is the uh north pole look from fred claus which is one of my favorites one of my go-tos because i mean Okay, here's here's the thing. I was literally gonna jokingly say, "Oh, Fred Claus." I swear to God, you. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize that was your favorite. Are you mocking? I mean, it's no. A great I one. love that movie. I just didn't think I, it looks like. Wow, it's not classic. Like I would say, it's not mm. like you know, it's not Nightmare Before Christmas. Like I, uh, I get it. I get it. That is my movie. That is my movie. But during the Halloween, during Christmas, it's 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 a great one. I love anyway. It. We do have a lot to do because we have four beers to get into. Uh, wow, we're yeah, we're we're not going to be sober at the end of this. That's all. Yeet. I'll leave it at that. Um, so let's dive in. Uh, before we do, engage with us on the socials. The hop at the hop. Uh, at what is it? At the HO podcast, <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can send us an email. The at gmail And a big thank you to everybody that has rated and reviewed the show. Over the past two years, uh, we appreciate it. We read them. It helps us make the show better. So if you haven't done so, get over there on Apple Podcasts, click that five star, leave us a review if you have a minute. We really appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know if there are any weird and different holidays we missed in the last two years that you're like, hey, you guys should really celebrate, you know, Earth Day and in arbor day those are holidays right i don't know but uh yeah let us know connect with us we are here for you merry crimbus and all that good cheer and let's get into the news beer news all right we talked about it last week but uh briefly but we are starting to see kentucky breweries and the kentucky brewers guild helping out with relief efforts uh following the devastating tornadoes that struck a lot of the midwest but uh particularly hard in kentucky there are gofundme set up uh fortunately all the breweries are okay but there are beer stores that have been hit pretty hard by this so uh, you may see benefit beers coming out in the coming 
weeks and months. If you are someone that lives in Kentucky or in the Kentucky distribution area, you may see ways to get involved with that. So if you can, as we said last week, if you can give, give, it's a perfect time of year to do it. And they definitely could use the help. Yes, they can. Um, Elsewhere in the world, Sweetwater's parent company, Tilray, we've talked about them a lot. They're making more moves. It's a Canadian cannabis company. They own Sweetwater Brewing out of Georgia. They have made some purchases, and that is Green Flash Brewing out of California and Alpine Beer Company. Um, Both of those are based in San Diego and now both owned by Tilray. So, we don't have a whole lot of information about the deal. Uh, this is news breaking literally the day we're recording. But uh, it was broken by the San Diego Beer News earlier today. The announcement was made internally to the company on Friday. And these companies will now be owned by Tilray. It's not a big deal. Um, I mean, it's a big... It's literally it's a huge a, deal. It's a big deal. But it's not a big deal beer-wise. It doesn't mean that... You know, Green Flash is like I drink Green Flash for sure. Uh, their beer is not going to like. Yeah, Green Flash does sound very familiar. I might have had one or two before. Um, maybe they'll put cannabis in the beer. Who knows? That's the thing. That's the thing with this t- Tilray thing is that someday these chickens are coming home to roost. We don't know <laughs> when. We don't know how. But I'm just telling you, we've been reporting on it for at least a year now. This company yeah. is making moves. They are strategically placing themselves they are putting themselves in position to make some moves when the time comes so uh green flash and alpine beer company now under the tilray umbrella if they were to do that i just think of all the poor souls who didn't hear the announcement and then they buy a beer at the bar and they're like why am i high (laughs) (laughs) all right on to something a little more sadder i'm hitting the music yeah we've done it every single time a brewery is not closing. No, something much funny. I don't know. If funnier is the word. Something much more meaningful to us. Yeah, the <laughs> cacti agave spiked seltzer. <laughs> the tribe has spoken. Cacti, Travis Scott. We apologize, but uh, it's done. Anheuser Busch announced Friday, last Friday, they will no longer be producing the seltzer. Less than a year. After the Hard Seltzer's launch, we featured the cacti on an episode not too long ago, and I think I speak for both of us when I say it's not the best seltzer. It's really not. Um, so they kind of decided, yeah, maybe let's not. Failed experiment, but that's okay. You know, I'm sure Travis Scott can come up with some other ideas. Uh, putting agave in a spiked seltzer is cool. I just think cacti might have missed the... The, the boat a little bit it was a little too sweet but uh yeah it is it is done so if you find one try to get your hands on it because it'll be vintage rest in peace cacti agave spike seltzer less yeah, than was, a year that was back on round 71 that we did that if you're interested in taking a listen Ugh. and i mean it's pretty well documented gabe and i are not big seltzer fans um but we were really not a fan of that it was very sweet and bizarre um and not good. What I love yeah. is from the press release, they said, uh, the Anheuser-Busch spokesperson oh, yeah. said, we believe brand fans will understand and respect this decision. I promise you they won't. <laughs> I promise you they <laughs> no, won't because there I are understand. people out there. There uh, are people out there that are like, no, I really like it. Oh, yeah. You know, another one bites the dust. Am I right? Do you want to play it? You, of course it does. Bites the dust. Boom. 
Okay, a special Christmas edition of one of our favorite segments that we haven't done in a little bit. This Week in Gross. Oh, they're up to some things in (laughs) Denver, and I am a little bit disturbed by it. They're getting Uh, experimental. It happens. There's a Colorado beer festival a coming uh called hot beer fest uh and there's three breweries that are serving hot beer in two different ways uh yeah yeah it's some kind of uh, the the brewery said that we have a pretty narrow definition of beer and it's exciting to try and open that definition up more broadly this is sort of a, a a tradition that is apparently popular in other parts of the world such as england belgium germany austria uh, Austria, Austria, yeah. and the Czech Republic, and I guess people were more accustomed to drinking room temperature beer before, obviously before refrigerators. But this, they're trying to they're trying to bring it back, and uh, yeah. So one of the methods involves yeah. mulling beer with spices and citrus, like you would with like a mulled wine, and the mm-hmm. other one is involves heating a stainless steel poker or an iron over a fire until it's red hot and then plunging it into the beer, which will cause the beer to sizzle and foam. And apparently I mean, my, first create, qu- my first question is, how does that not ruin the beer? Apparently it creates complex new caramel flavors as it scorches the sugars in the beer, according to one of these brewers. It's just regular beer. It's not, it's not some kind of weird recipe. It's just regular beer yeah. that's being heated up. And, um, I mean, I, I would say like, if I had to choose one, I'd probably go with the mold wine version because I, I understand there being like, it'll scorch some of the sugars. It'll create new flavors. Yeah, absolutely. But like, you're going to, you're going to put that, you're going to do that to a milk stout. Like, I don't think so. My guy, like, no, you can't. Yeah. I, like what beer would you do with this with a because the photo online on the article looks like a very it looks like a stout or like a porter of some sort. So it's like, is that the only beer you can do this with? Like you are you taking a Pilsner and putting a scorching hot iron in it? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, literally. Yes, this uh, uh, one of them cohesion brewing is uh, the, the beer is I'm not going to try and pronounce that name. Um, it's something in Czech, but yeah. it's a it's a garnet colored lager that blends Czech techniques with Colorado ingredients. So it's a it's it's sort of a, a malty lager. So not a pilsner per se, but but more like a like a amber lager. So yes. They are doing that. Yeah. I mean, hey, I've you know, I've had mulled wine before. It's not bad. It's hot. It's it warms you up, but I don't know. There's just something I I, I will say that if if done right, I would love to test and try it out. But I think I'd go for that that mold version rather than you know i mean generally speaking i have a i'll try anything once philosophy in life uh, i'm yeah. just not a fan of hot alcohol is that weird I, I don't there's like not a lot of drinks i'm not like a hot toddy person i don't I, there's just not a lot of booze that i want to be hot warm yeah, yeah. i get that i mean uh, for me it would be like putting a little bit of whiskey in like a hot coffee. But like other than that, yeah, I'm not yeah, a big maybe. hot toddy drinker either. I've done them before, but like 
you know, once it gets lukewarm, I'm like, all right, I'm done. Can I just get a shot? Only in Colorado. And of course, the the dudes behind this look like just the most Colorado. They have a picture of Skip <laughs> Schwartz, who's the head brewer at Weldworks. And he's just like, he's this bearded, burly dude holding a like welding iron that he's heating up with. Like, Rocking a, a dope Denver Nuggets jersey. It's yeah, not bad. It, yeah. It's a good jersey. Um, it's a sweatshirt. It's sweatshirt. That's what I meant. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay. Well, you right, will well, have to let us know how that hot beer is because uh, yeah, it sounds disturbing to us, but not the worst this week in gross we've ever had. I will Steven, say, Steven, Yeah, you are in line for a toast, and what are the chances it's a quote from Fred Claus? Zero. But should Damn. I play the Christmas music again? Of course. <laughs> This this Let's might get be weird. into it. I don't really have a big formal toast this week. I guess I did this last time I did the toast because of the curtain up. But I did the Christmas toast last year too, and I just want to basically repeat the sentiments of last year. Alright, it's weird with the music. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I want to repeat the sentiments of last year, you know, with with the COVID shit getting uh, weird again and yep. Omicron out there to destroy us all. It sounds like a transformer um but i just want to reinforce our love and appreciation for all of the people that work on the front lines because the health care industry is stressed and continues to be stressed um and it's just you know i i just know that i personally have been feeling Lately, like there's no end in sight to this madness, and I know that that can uh, be a downer uh, for a lot of people. So I hope, as I said last year, that this show has been able to provide an hour a week of fun, of distraction to our listeners. It certainly has for Gabe and I, and you know, things are there. This too shall pass at some point. I don't know when, but in the meantime. All of the love, all of the holiday cheer that we can give to especially uh, the healthcare workers and the people on the front lines that have kept things moving in the world in the face of something horrific. Um, that's what I'm thinking about this Christmas in my last toast of 2021. Thank you all so much. We appreciate it. All right. Four beers, two men. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Ready. We'll let you. We'll let you go first. Yeah. So and I'm gonna go first, and the way we decided this is, uh, we're gonna just go. Whoever had <laughs> the lower ABV is gonna go first. So when you hear how strong my beer is, you're gonna be scared for Steven. Beer number one is the Missile Toad from Evergreen Brewing. It is their triple. IPA. I am so excited for this. It is the one of their Christmas beers. It is one of their seasonal offerings, obviously. The Mistletoad uh, Evergreen Brewing is out of Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. The ABV is 10.5. Kicking things off very well. Uh, Beer Advocate gave it an 88. Untapped gave it a 4. 
0.02 from the can from the brewery season's greetings from a hop rocket of holiday happiness exploding with juiciness this hazy imperial ipa combines citrus notes with a soft piney finish it's like a tropical vacation in the middle of winter and who the hell doesn't want that on the srm chart i mean hashtag orange juice that's all i'm seeing it is hazy and cloudy as hell Mm -hmm. i would put this at about maybe like a it's it's not that dark it's kind of like a seven or an eight um it's got that like orangey yellow coloring to it but it's very very like full and hazy yeah right in the middle it's one of those juicy ipa you know it's one of those triples we've been talking about kind of all year that's just like so juicy to the point that it just looks luscious and it's just gonna be like like juicy to the point of like it just fills you up and it's boozy and um, I can just imagine what you're getting into just based on what it looks like. But yes, it's very, very murky, hazy, cloudy, however you want to describe it. It looks scary almost, but <laughs> I'm going to rise to the occasion. Uh, when it poured, it had a really nice uh, pillowy head. Right now I'm looking at like not even a centimeter of foam, uh, very, very light foam on the top. On the nose, it is very New England IPA. It's the classics. It's citrus. It's hoppy as hell. It's 10.5, you know. Um, it's it's sweet smelling. It's got like this this sort of like candied aroma to it, which kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. I feel like most triples, when you smell them, it's it's boozy as hell. It's it, depending on the style. If it's a New England IPA, it's citrusy as hell. But there's something like candy sweet to it. Yes, that it's always a- like ooh. Yep, that's what that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's that candied citrus thing. It's like it's it's juicy, yes, and it's a citrusy IPA, but the booziness just helps it, you know, because it's so boozy, it just gives it a solid backbone to ride on and it does. It turns into something super sweet, candy-like. Yeah. It's like a Christmas treat. And I'm also getting a lot of pine and a lot of like pine mm. cone. It smells like outside. It smells like woods. Nice. We don't know which hops are in here, I'm assuming. We don't. No. I searched far and wide, and by far and wide, I searched the brewery's website. No, I, I actually <laughs> Come looked. Come on, um, Evergreen. <laughs> Tell us your um, secrets. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just it looks dope. It smells dope. It, it's It's got like, yeah, there's something woodsy about it, something outside mm. about it that's really intriguing. Um, so, I mean, no time like the present. Like a Christmas present. Go for Cheers. It. Here we go. Here we am. We're off. 10.5% ABV. Uh, yeah, this is, but it's, what exactly makes this a Christmas beer? I guess it's the artwork on the can. I mean, it does It does say season's greetings in the description of it. Is Pretty the toad, much. Is the toad wearing a Christmas hat yes, or something? Yes, he is. Let me show okay. you. Look at that man. Okay, okay, okay. Because when you think Christmas beers, like you tend to think spiced beers, you tend to think things with those, you know, clove, ginger, all those notes. And this is a triple IPA. So uh, it's definitely different from anything we did. We did on last year's episode. That's for sure. Going to make a very bold statement. Bring it. Very bold. Oh, boy. This is the most dangerous beer I've ever had on this show. You don't taste any booze? Not at all. Wow. Like, okay, no, I shouldn't say that. I taste it, but it's so easy going down. Yeah. It's like, 
like I took my third sip and I went, oh shit. <laughs> like seriously, like it, it's just so easy going down. And I think this, based off of what you just said, this plays off of why I think it's in the Christmas category. It does have a little bit of those spices. I am getting a little, like a touch of like nutmeg in the background, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, there's more, there's a little bit of malt. There's a little bit of that like Christmas spice, but overall it is very hoppy, tropical, pineapple, mango, a little bit of orange, orange peel. Like it is that family of stuff. Mm-hmm. So is this a classic Christmas beer? I'm going to say no, it's not. Um, it's, you know, I feel like Christmas beers normally are like red or brown or black. Like this is like orange, you know, it's just like, it's a, it's an IPA, yeah. but it's, 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 it can hang. It's, it's a little fruity. It's a little tangy. I would say it's just, there's something special about it that really makes you want to go back for it. But again, drink this puppy slow. Because, oh my God, this does not taste like 10.5. Blind taste test, I'm not even going to disrespect the beer with the number I want to give it for ABV. But this is the most dangerous beer I have had on this show. Wow. Yeah, it looks uh, it looks dope. Evergreen Brewing out of Pennsylvania. First timer to the hop. And yeah, welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the party, people. We're not gonna, we're not gonna go too in depth on uh, brewery stuff this episode, as we tend to do on our holiday holiday episodes. All of these breweries are worthy of their own episode in their own right. If they haven't had one already, I don't and, know if I've ever been to Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. It's in central Pennsylvania. I would and have no way of knowing that either. It's the home of the mistletoe. The beer, okay. Uh, right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go now because I'm tagging you in. I've been we're what 22 minutes into this episode. <laughs> I just my mouth is watering. It's yeah. just staring at me. I gotta now remember do it. my beer was 10.5, and Steven's going after me. So mine uh-oh. is 10.6. So it's from the brewery, the brewery, the brewery. It's their two turtle doves. It's a Belgian-style ale brewed with orange peel and spices. This is the 2021 edition. Now, the brewery, B-R-U-E-R-Y, they were on the hop uh, back in our when we were podcasting babies on round eight, and we mentioned all the way back then that they had this 12 Days of Christmas series, and I'll get into some of the other ones that they have. But this is this is part of that. So it's it's the two turtle doves. It's part of their 12 Days collection. The ABV, as I said, is 10.6%. Beer Advocate has it at 91, untapped at 3.96. It came in a beautiful 750 milliliter bottle, and this is it in the glass. It's dark. It's nice. I would put it on the SRM chart. I would put it around a 39. It is... Very dark from uh, far away. It might look like it's uh, jet black, but it's not. It's it's deep, deep brown, and there's some reddish hue sort of around the outside of it. So I would put it around a 39. And it poured with a good sort of a, a very thick, actually, uh, foamy sort of uh, burgundy head, tan head, I guess, that uh, retained for a bit and has now receded, but uh, plenty of sticky lacing along the sides of the glass. It's just that looks fun. My name. Oh, it does it ever. 
From the brewery, a delicious new take on an old favorite, Two Turtle Doves is a dark Belgian ale with enough spices to get you through the holiday season. Ginger, cinnamon, clove, and nutmeg warm the palate, and bitter orange peel adds the perfect balance for a complex, savory ale. Share it over a meal or use it for a toast. This seasonal ale is a celebration in itself. Damn straight. I mean, this is everything that I look for in in a Christmas beer. This is sort of what I think of. Like last year, we did uh, Anchor's Christmas Ale, right? And yeah. it's certainly not an impure. It's certainly not ten point six percent, but it's this kind of thing. It's dark. It's got those Belgian spices to it. It's got the the ginger, the clove, all that stuff. I'm just gonna dive into this. So you talk amongst yourselves. Great. Yeah. I mean, my first question is. Who are you going to split that bottle with? You have a 750 bottle. I mean, that's a that's a tall order right there. But yeah, it, it's really dope. I feel like most there, there's something about orange peel and like a dark beer that just really adds flavor and complexity and really makes it kind of stand out. And I've always been a fan of that. Sometimes it doesn't have its place, but I feel like this one, it might. Yes. Uh, the answer to your question is. You're not here, so I got no one to share it with, and it's a it, the bottle's open. It can't be closed again, so Stephen's gonna have himself a night. Um, this beer smells like cherry first and foremost. I get a lot of cherry off the nose. I get cherry cola. There's a dark quality to mm. it. Uh, it smells a little bit um, like uh, there's like a sweetness to it that reminds me of cherry cola. I don't get a whole lot of like cocoa nibs. I saw a lot of reviewers online saying that for me, the chocolate is there, but it's subtle. It's more oak. It's more, uh, or sort of wood barrel and burnt sugar and booziness. I mean, the booze is definitely there on the nose for sure. And then as you take like your second sniffs or whatever, that's when you start to get a little bit more of the caramel and toffee. Um, some things happening as it warms, but it smells a little bit not syrupy but it's it does smell like candy it smells delicious that's nice. the bottom line and the orange peel is just a subtle thing that's in there it's a little bit of dry citrus and citrus in there which i think contributes to that overall like cherry cola is like the main thing i came away with like boozy cherry cola yeah but it that's just smells cool. very complex belgian spices are there but because it's a dark belgian beer um there's a lot more you know earthiness to it a lot more sort of wooden complexity to it. Um, I just cannot, I can't wait to drink it. So I'm going to do it now. Now this is the 2021 edition. I would love to know how this holds up compared to other editions. If they do it every single year, if there's something different about the 2020 version, maybe it's not as good because it was the year that COVID came, so it ruined the recipe. I don't know. I'm not at the brewery. I don't have the answer to that, but I do know <laughs> that this beer is one that would age really, really well. Yeah, but... So if you have yourself one of those 2020 bottles, I'm sure it's uh, probably doing just fine. This is, it follows the nose really well. It's it's sweet, it's boozy, tons of dark fruit in there, some plums, some cherry, some um, like chocolate covered orange almost. Like there's, there, the cocoa starts to come through more on the taste than it did on the nose for me. It's very rich, it's very creamy. Um, a little bit of nuttiness to it. 
but it's one of those beers that's so complex that as you take another sip, the layers sort of start to peel off. So the first thing you're going to get is the sweet. And then as it sits on your palate, as it warms in your mouth, it that those that's when the darker flavors start to come through. That's when the cocoa starts to shine. That's when the toffee starts to shine, the oakiness of it. And the booze is there sort of throughout. I mean, it's uh, definitely got a warming quality to this. This nice. one makes me want to just snuggle up by the fire. Plenty of brown sugar. Um, in the mouth, it's full-bodied, and I, it's boozy for sure. Yeah, I can um, imagine. A nice carbonation to it, uh, higher than I thought it would be. It's got a zinginess to it. I hesitate to call it creamy. I mean, I just don't think that's the... I think it's more um, sticky or something like that. I just think it's it's got sort of a slick quality to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking delicious. I'm just feeling it warm my insides as I talk about it. It's delightful. That was such a weird phrase, but I, I'm into it. I like it. It's the Christmas season. We don't let there's my something insides about, be warmed, Gabe. There, okay, you do you. There's something about <laughs> Christmas beers that it's just like I don't know. I, I maybe you can agree, feel free to agree or disagree, but I feel like like for Halloween pumpkin beers, it's like oh, it's pumpkin beer season. These are good. These are okay. These are good. Yada yada yada. And then it's like Christmas beers, and it's like twelve percent made on the back of a rhino. Like it's just like whoa, what? Yeah. Since, like y'all really like Christmas, huh? Like there I feel like they just amp it up. There is something to that. It's I mean, part of it is the season, right? It's it's winter, so we're looking for those warmer, you know, stay inside, cozy up beers. So I guess that's part of it. But there is definitely a quality of that, like end of year, like okay, we've been like we've been sitting on this shit for like yeah eight months, and like we put or it's it almost feels like it's like they threw all the alcohol that they had left over in, <laughs> that they needed to get rid of by the end. Like they used all their PTO. You know what I'm saying? Like they threw it <laughs> yeah. all. They threw it all into this one beer. Um, like, just throw it all in. Yeah, it'll be like a beer, but it's like a jungle juice. Like, I do who know cares? that. I know that's not how alcohol works. I just want to say that. But yes, yeah, well, there is something about that that it feels. They feel very special. And this one is one that the brewery they ship these across the country. And this is part of. They also have like a, a reserve society uh, that you can only join. Like, like right now they're accepting applications for their 2022 reserve society. So this is the kind of beer that you would get in that collection. It's sort of, right. a, you know, a special beer for them. Um, some and of the if other, you're if you're in Connecticut and can't do it at the brewery, you can go to Two Roads and be a cellar dweller. Cellar dweller. <laughs> um, we are so dumb. They have. <laughs> I'm just looking at their website now and some of the other options from this collection that they have they do have the barrel age 12 days collection available in a case for two hundred dollars they have their 2020 partridge in a pear tree that's a quadruple they also Uh. have the 2021 version they have a 2009 version of this two turtle doves and that's again that's what i'm talking about like it's on their website now but it's from uh 12 years ago um and that's 75 bucks they have a three french hens they have a five golden rings four calling birds like they did them all and they're all different oh, versions I was about of like, to say so do they have all the 12 yeah i mean and they have different vintages available for sale on their website that's what i'm talking about here but yes right. they have them like you know one's a blended ale one's a golden ale six geese a laying that's a dark ale eight maids of milking is an imperial milk stout i see what you did there 
Yeah, I, would, I mean, I would hope so. No, it's a triple IPA. I'd be like, this doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> it's something they do every year. It's really dope. We did talk about it when we talked about the brewery, but it's it's really cool. It's fun. It's festive. You know, uh, last year, I feel like we did like, okay, Christmas beer, what's the first thing you think of? And we did the classics. Yeah. And this year, it's like, I was sort of walking around going, well, what what should I get? And I saw this and it was like, yeah, this Ooh. is this is beautiful. And it's just that- such a... Yeah, you know. we found we found a little bit of the hidden gems in this one, and that was great. But Absolutely. Speaking of the twelve days of Christmas, do you know about this little like puzzle where basically it's like if you add up all of the twelve, like if you sing the song "The Twelve Days of Christmas" and you add up all the gifts, what the number is? No. It's like twelve thousand something. It's like a thousand number because it's like okay. First day of Christmas, partridge in a pear tree. That's one. Second day uh-huh. of Christmas, two turtle doves, partridge in a pear tree. That's four right there. You know what I'm saying? It just keeps going up. And I remember like in school, just like learning about this. And it's like a thousand something number. And it's always like the hot topic uh, question. It's like, how many is it? So if you know the answer, please like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> I would Google it right now. I'm sure I could find the answer in like 30 seconds, but yeah, but that's no fun. That's no fun. Exactly. Do math. We need to move on to the other insanely high ABV beers that we're about to drink today. Um, but do you have any final thought? I, I I will say that the brewery. I'll say again. Uh, round eight still available. You can go listen to it. Um, so we did a whole episode on them, their operation, what they have uh, to offer, or what they did have to offer when we did that episode many moons ago. So, uh, but they're awesome. They're out of California and they do all kinds of, I mean, they're responsible for my beer of 2020. Orchada. Orchada, which there are two of in my fridge right now because I bought them. There you go. Um, so it's a brewery that I, I really, really like. Very experimental, very, a lot of weird shit going on there. A lot of fun shit going on there and, uh, interesting stuff. So I, I highly recommend them. And this is. Oh man, I wish I had someone to share this 750 mil bottle with because it's just this is this is a festive Christmas. I'd yeah, be come, I'd be happy to help if I, would, if I were home. I had things to do in the city. Um, yeah, the, uh, the the brewery was featured. Evergreen Brewing uh, popped their hop cherry on this episode. I I'm I said it and I'm sticking to it. I don't care. Um, but they are, of course, worthy of their own episode. Um, and I'm not just saying that because they're on the episode. I I really mean that based off of the other beers they have and some of the other seasonal stuff. We'll get into other beers later very quickly. But, um, yeah, this is the most dangerous beer I've had on the show. I think I'm going to be even bolder and say the most dangerous beer I've ever had. This does not taste like 10.5%, and I've already drank in half of it, so... Someone pray for me tonight because I don't know what's going to happen. I did eat dinner already, so that's good. But oh, my God. Popped their hop cherry. They popped their hop cherry on the hop. Well done. Congrats, everybody involved. All right. I'm wearing Christmas lights as a necklace. What do you expect? Okay, we got uh, <laughs> we got more beers to drink. We got more Christmas to celebrate. Yes, we do. I feel like Yay. I should. Yeah, I feel like I should go first again. Yeah, I think you definitely should. All right, here we go. Beer number two, the Virginia Beer Company, also popping their hop cherry. God damn it! <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. 
Uh, Virginia Beer Co. I am drinking their Evil Santa. Is the spiced spiced milk stout brewed with cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, and milk sugar. I have the regular spiced milk stout edition. There are many other editions. I'll get into those in just a second. It is seven percent. I am going in the other direction now. Uh, 32 IBUs to speak of. Beer Advocate gave it an 85. Untapped gave it a 3.65. The hops are Columbus. The yeast is Chiswick. The malts are two-row, chocolate malt, flaked oats, midnight wheat, Munich malt, and victory malt. Holy balls. And the message from the brewery. Evil Santa only comes round but once a year, and each year he brings a fleet of 16-ounce cans for all the good girls and boys to enjoy. Should probably say men and women don't drink underage. Anyway, with hearty additions of flaked oats and lactose and dashes of cinnamon, nutmeg, and allspice, this warming stout is smooth with a hint of spice and everything nice on the finish. Sure to be enjoyed throughout the festive season, whether you've been naughty or nice. It won an a bronze award in 2020 for the Brussels Beer Challenge in the Winter Ales category. And as I mentioned, there are a bunch of other versions. Uh, apparently every, I think it's Black Friday when they release this beer, but every other uh, announcement, or announcement, every other holiday, every holiday they come out with different variations. Uh, Evil Santa Double Chocolate Espresso, Evil Santa. Peppermint Hot Chocolate Evil Santa. The Evil Santa is the one I have. The Double Evil Santa Barrel Aged Imperial Spiced Milk Stouts. Bang! Exclamation point! Come on, Virginia Beer Co. Go ahead. Apple Brandy Double Evil Santa. I mean, I don't even... Give me a hell yeah! They have all of these, and it's all really dope. Uh, Brewbound gave it a little uh, article and featured it. Uh, the Five Santas, so you can get your hands on one. And uh, now I'm going to talk about this one. This one is... Jet Black. I'm going to call this... I'm actually going to call this a 39 to 40. It, it actually looks... It looks a little brownish red off of the light. Mm. Um, but it is pretty dark. Um, it is, you know, classic... Uh, classic dark style milk stout. And uh, let me give it a sniff. Smell it. Yeah, you love to see this. Uh, the... The artwork on the can is really cool. Gabe will get into it later, but it's literally just, it's just, it's Santa, but like, I don't know, the black, it's its actually a little creepy. Um, also, his beard it's looks awesome. like he burned it. It yeah. looks singed at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it's intense. It's like if Santa rode a motorcycle instead of reindeer, like. And at 7% ABV, this beer is the most tame that we have on the show today. However, it is. Uh, in, it looks like it's going to be intense in flavor, and we love a milk stout. The milk stout is a stout brewed with lactose in it, so it's milk sugar. They tend to be creamy, and then oh, you yeah. can play around with all these different flavors, like Gabe's mentioning, like the cinnamon, the nutmeg, the allspice, and everything. Nice. Yeah. See what I did there. All right. Off the nose. Roasty, toasty. Just trying to think of more words that rhymes. And that's it. Yeah, couldn't couldn't get there. No, it, it's it's got like a roasted quality to it. Um, you know, it's got a very toasted quality to it. Um, chocolate espresso, obviously cinnamon and all the spices, nutmeg, allspice. Like, yeah, it smells a little creamy, which is interesting to me. I feel like 
it's more that you'd find that more on the taste than the smell. But I get I get it a lot off the smell and it's really enjoyable. It does smell a little it, it smells a little burnt, but in a good way. Mm. Like, you know how you can use just a little bit of char on, you know, think of anything. Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, if, like you're cooking a dish and like, you know, if you're if you want to get super into it, if you're an iron chef and you have that little torch and you're. Oh, yeah. I'm, torching I'm, the, the creme brulee or whatever. I'm a you fan know? of the char. I mean, it's <laughs> total sidebar, but burnt popcorn, yay or nay? You see, you know what? A little yay. A I'm little a, yay. I'm a big yay. Not I all love, of it. No, well, all not every kernel. You got <laughs> to uh, mix it up. At that point, you put it in the microwave too long. But I like a little char on pretty much anything that should be charred. Okay, so earlier when we were talking about hot drinks and how we don't really drink them, and I mentioned, you know, whiskey and a coffee, this kind of has a similar, obviously it's cold, but it kind of has a similar vibe to it. I feel like mm. this is just, it, it, and you know what, what's interesting, It this smells a little boozier than the 10.5 triple I had, and that makes no sense to me. But Interesting. It, it's certainly there, and um, it, it's certainly interesting and inviting, and... Uh, now I'm going to put it in my gullet. Merry Christmas, you bastards. You I'm just filthy kidding. animals. Ah. Yeah. We celebrate Christmas the fun way. I wish we had more Christmassy drops. We should have had like a ho, ho, ho. We should have had a Santa thing. I, we, should have, we should have gotten a little more festive. But Gabe's wearing lights. I got the North Pole behind me, you know. What we're, more we're do you doing, guys want? What do you want from us? Um, but yeah, it's a fun time of year to, to be drinking. The good, the good stuff. I mean, we already kind of talked about this but the good stuff comes out this time of year and if you uh are willing to spend up a little bit you can get some some really fun things but also like the beer you're drinking right now is not some barrel aged crazy can cut you know it's not the the two turtle doves that i was drinking it's a it's a imperial uh well it's not even imperial it's a milk stout you know wow it's just some so fun flavors. my beer is not as good as your beer wow that is what i said yes. wow it's christmas Put your take, ne- listen to me, Scrooge. Get over yourself. <laughs> take that, Virginia Beer Co. Wow. Put it in a barrel and we'll talk. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I didn't grab the barrel version. This is the only one I saw. Here's the thing. Caramel. Mm-hmm. Hazelnut. Mm-hmm. Espresso. Roasted mm. malt. Toasted malt. Chocolate. The back end is very... It's very delicious. It's it's very, uh, it's it's like smoky. That's what's great about this is it's very it's it's got a little bit of smoke to it. I really wasn't really expecting that. I figured it'd be a little more on the creamier side. I don't think it's that creamy to be honest with you. I think it's more on the like tougher, like you know, just 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 boozier tougher side of of a milk stout i don't know what that would be maybe a porter but it's just yeah. there's just something about it that it's like if you told me this was just a regular porter i would believe you like i don't know that i would immediately say milk stout right off the bat and that's interesting to me i don't have a problem with that i just think it's very interesting there is a little bit of that lacto like the lactose i think you don't taste it, but I think it plays a factor into everything. But the back end's my favorite. The back end leaves it leaves it smoky, leaves it interesting. <laughs> I'm a big fan of smoke anything. 
you know, I, I love the the smoky beers we had, uh, the Four Quarters Great Bear. I mean, that was like right up my alley. Mm. Um, I'm a big fan of like smoked uh, liquors, you know, uh, to name one, Ardbeg 10-year. They have a great scotch. It's very smoked. I, I love that flavor. And this plays really well in all of that. The malt is more present than the hops. Obviously, there's one hop to speak of and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight malts. Holy balls. I mean, that's that would happen. Um, but this is interesting because this is going toe-to-toe with the mistletoe. I have to think about which beer I want I like more. Wow. Yeah, I mean it's it sounds like you're in a coffee bean, to be honest, with all the flavors you threw out here. However, I I will my one question, because I know we need to move on, but my one question would be, do you feel like more of the flavors the cinnamon nutmeg more of the spices more of the dessert flavors were on the nose and they didn't really overwhelm on the taste that is to say would you classify this as a dessert beer or would you say that the taste is a little tamer than you would have thought just on smelling it uh well the spices are definitely more on the smell than the taste which is fine but that is correct and do I call this a dessert beer? Um, I don't think so. I think yeah. it, this is definitely in like an after dinner beer, but is this a dessert beer like in that category? Not exactly. I think, you know, this, this is one of those beers that it's like, you can't drink this in the middle of the day. Like you just can't like, if you want to yeah. go day drinking, don't touch this. You want this at night when Fred Claus is on, You know, right when he's fighting his brother Santa and they're on the sleigh and all hell is breaking loose. Yeah. (laughs) I love that movie. That movie's dope. There's one glaring blemish on it now and it wears a black suit the whole time and we won't get into it on this show. But there's one huge problem with that movie now. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because I had to think. I was like, what is he doing? Yes. But but Ludacris plays an elf and he's great. That Um, he does. But. Yeah, this is this is a winter warmer. This mm-hmm. is a like I said, there's more spiciness off the smell than the taste. There's nothing wrong with that. Drink this after dinner. This will put hair on your chest. <laughs> this makes me want to get like like I feel like I'm a I feel like the people that drink this are like biker gangs who wear leather jackets and ride around on motorcycles and like have this guy tattooed on their sleeve. You know what I'm saying? That is very, very specific. That is the world, <laughs> that is the world I'm living in. Wow. Um, okay. I'm going to take the reins now because we're you running in. long. Yeah, and I'm doing the Trogues Mad Elf Grand Crew. Now, last year we did the Trogues Mad Elf, the original version. I'm doing the Grand Crew version. This is an ale brewed with honey and spices. It's their 2021 edition. They do it every year. ABV is 11%. Beer Advocate 90, untapped 4.16. And the description from the brewery. If you know Trogues, you know the Mad Elf. We do. The legendary holiday ale that helped put our little brewery on the map in your hands, in my hands, is the director's cut. Tart, ballotin cherries make all the difference. Flush with supporting notes of brown sugar, cinnamon, and clove. This beer begs to be shared. Take a four-pack home, gather your friends, and cherish the cherries. 
That's the second of the two descriptions that has told me to like share this with friends and I'm like alone in my house. Anyway. How ironic is that? <laughs> the uh, grains in here are chocolate, Munich, and Pilsner malt. The additions are Balatin cherries, obviously, as well as Demerara sugar and wildflower honey. And it's got spicy Belgian yeast. And here it is. On the SRM chart, I am going to put it between a 36 and a 38. It is pretty reddish in the glass. Like, it's dark for sure, but it's reddish. And I also want to talk about the head on the beer. It's kind of hard to get that to come across on camera, but it's... It, it's Oh, yeah, it, that looks sticky. It's pink. Like, it's, it's a oh. pinkish color. It was like, you know, white, a little bit tan, but it ha- definitely has a reddish hue to it. And the... Yeah, it's it's creamier, much creamier than the the two turtle doves was. It's it it had uh, not much retention at all. Went away very quickly, but it's sticking to the sides of the glass really nicely, and it's a very creamy, very pillowy head as opposed to the kind of stringy one that the two turtle doves was. I'm drinking it out of a chalice, sort of a tulip glass, whatever you want to call it. I am very excited for it. And I am now going to smell it. God, Stephen, you better drink some water tonight. Ten point six and eleven percent, and one of them is a seven fifty bottle. Like, I hope you have the day off tomorrow. My God. On the nose, lots of cherry. Obviously, cherry is the first thing that comes to mind for sure. There's darkness behind it. Uh, that chocolate malt really plays a factor, and so it's this nice sort of chocolate. I mean, this is a Valentine's Day beer. Like, hey. where's Where's Bay? Because I need to cuddle. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is chocolate covered. Where's cherries. my side chick when I need her? <laughs> my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the spiciness comes through a little bit. I would say less so than on the last one. I don't get as much of the sort of Belgian thing, the sort of nutmeg and clove, and um, but it's there. Some booze, some pepperiness, um, but the predominant things are the dark malts led by the chocolate malts and the and the cherries, strawberries, raspberries, you know. Pick your romantic fruit of choice. That's what I smell on this. Nice. And I'm going to taste it. Here we go. Do Cheers. it. I'm jealous. Ho, Cheers. Ho, ho. Cheers. Uh, yeah, Trogue's Mad Elf uh, is always a good classic. Um, I know this year the elf looks a little creepier. Um, I don't know if they change that picture every year, but last year I was like, oh, yeah, it's a fun loving elf. And this year he's like, eh. it's like, whoa, all right, guys, like relax. But I'm I'm interested in this one. This one is the grand crew version. So uh, this one might be a little different. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's it's very, very good. The initial sip is uh, OK. Cherry, of course, but. It borders, but then honey, honey comes, that wildflower honey is in there for sure. So there's a sweetness that sort of balances out the tartness of the cherries. The cherries are sweet, but they're also tart. But the honey helps it not become like a sour. It doesn't become puckeringly sweet. Um, There's booziness in there. There's a hint of, I would say this is a little more dangerous than the last one though. I mean, the booze is not like, I don't taste as much booze on the uh in the mouth on this one mouthfeel on this i mean it is pretty tart like it's it's not a sour but it's like there's a moment where you're like "Mm, 
we're getting there. It's bordering on it. Interesting. Uh, not quite, but it's 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 definitely tart. But it's thick. It's creamy. It's syrupy. It's uh, warming. I don't think it goes overly syrupy for me. Like it just doesn't become medicinal. I can see how someone would feel that way. Um, if you like the cherry quality, if you like the uh, sort of complex, delicate flavors, if you appreciate those subtleties, this may be better than the Mad Elf. If you don't, uh, if you just want something that's good to drink, but you, but this might be a little too sweet for you, you might prefer the regular Mad Elf. I really like it. The carbonation is low. Um, is there a lot of honey flavor or is it kind of just like mixed with everything else? No, I mean, the predominant flavor is cherry for sure. But oh, okay. the, uh, the honey is there behind Like it's this sweetness that you go after you take the cherry and you're sort of like, what is that? Like, what is that layer of uh, it's it's like a earthy or floral sweetness um, riding under the cherries. And that is the honey. And it helps again it helps it not become a sour it helps it not become too tart um the malts are rich they're complex uh i, I mean th- this beer is very very sweet for sure um this beer is I, I don't know how else to classify it other than like this is like a holiday like festive like nice spicy christmas beer this this beer is sweet and it's boozy and it's dangerous and it's it's very very good but it's very complex and subtle and i think that if you're someone who doesn't go for those sort of Mm -hmm. if you don't want to sit and think about it like don't spend up on the grand crew like you're fine with the mad the the regular mad elf it will do everything you want it to do but if you want to sit around and have like a you want to think about it um this has a lot more complexity than the metal. Sit around has. a campfire and listen to the earth. <laughs> yeah, it's it's delicious though. Uh, Trogues, last time they've been on our show was the last Christmas episode, which was round fifty two. They're gonna get their own episode too soon. I promise. We even have the beer. I, okay, just- <laughs> good. I was just about to say that. Like, it's not one of those things. It's like, yeah, we'll do it. No, we actually have no, the beer. It's we like have we're it. we're gonna do it. It's we're just, gonna do we it. We gotta just we gotta fit them in the schedule. You know, we're busy. We're busy people. We gotta get them in. Um, let's play a game of how fast can Gabe do can arts and crafts. You ready? Oh, I love it. Wait, you got Bob? I I love this game. Bob's here. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Can Art and Crafts. Virginia Beer Co. Mistletoe Triple IPA. We got a toad with a Christmas hat sitting on top of a missile. He looks like he's plummeting into the earth. He's skyrocketing. He's going at 100 miles an hour. He looks like a badass. The Virginia Beer Co. Evil Santa looks like a tattooed Santa Claus. He's he's on a black backdrop with a red hat and the in the white beard, glasses, eyebrows, mustache, and beard, and everything. It looks burnt. He looks like a badass. He looks like your badass grandpa that drives around on a motorcycle and beats the shit out of your bullies. He's the man. Steven, let me see the crew brew or whatever the hell it's called. Mad Elf grand crew it's in a bottle not much artwork going on but there's a lot of logos and a lot of fun festive things let me see the other bottle oh wait you don't have it so that automatically is getting a zero the grand crew is getting a solid 5.6 because there's not much going on the mistletoe is giving an 8.7 and the 
The Evil Santa is giving a 9.6, and that is another great edition of Can Arts and Crafts. Bob Ross is here. He's got his holiday stocking stuffer. He's going to be in my stocking stuffer. I'm going to be so excited to celebrate Christmas with him, and here we go. Christmas episode 2020. Let's get it. 2021. Ah! <laughs> Well, you now said- I feel like I owe the brewery an apology. I didn't have their beer thing on me. Zero. Their beer thing. Done. It, it's a red label with the words, no, the brewery no, and two turtle over. doves in gold. Bob and Ross that's it. flew away. Here he goes. He's gone. He, and doesn't he matter threw. anymore. All right. All right. Um, all of these breweries, as we said, worthy of their own episodes in their own right. We don't have time for it today. Obviously, but Gabe, I will let you choose your favorite of the two. Oh man, I really don't want to because it's it's actually very very hard and to choose so between different. the two. And they're so different. I know, I know. In this moment in time, at whatever time it is, at whatever date it is in December, for our Christmas episode, I think I'm gonna go with Evil Santa just because it is more festive, it is more on brand, it is more in the style of the Christmas beers. Not to say Mistletoad isn't, but if you asked me on a random day to pick between the two, I still couldn't. But I think I'm going to use our Christmas episode as an excuse and just say because of the Christmas element, I'm going to go with Evil Santa. I mean, look at this guy. He looks like a badass. The artwork seals it for me. Yeah. Steven? Um, Same same reasoning. Uh, Same thing. I'm going to go with the Grand Crew. I love them both. Uh, the Two Turtle Doves is darker and it's spicier. And I would even argue it might be a little bit more complex and it works as a Christmas ale for sure. But the Grand Crew, it, there's something about the cherries and the sweetness of it. Um, and it's just as boozy, it's even boozier, uh, but it's it's hidden. Um, I, I don't know that I would pick that as my number one beer all things being equal, but it is Christmas and just that one makes me feel more festive. And yeah, so you know I, what? I feel like that's safe for both of us. It's just kind of like, it's hard. It's too hard to pick. All right. Yeah. Where are we? We're doing Christmas. I picked the Christmas, more Christmassy one. It's just, it, it feels very festive, but they're both yeah. excellent and, uh, and good job guys. And good job me for, for buying them. Um, wow. <laughs> Pat you yourself ready? on the back, why don't you? <laughs> you ready for last call? <laughs> I'm ready for last call, baby. Last call. All right, if you're looking for a new place to live, you might go on a website called Zillow.com. You can rent, buy, I think sell, anything you need for new homeowners check the prices of houses in the area you're interested in my parents do that all the time it drives I, me nuts. i've done that before as well i've been like like my They're I like, had a friend what do you think who, they paid for that and then they'll, <laughs> yeah. like it's so weird no they, one is safe anyway on zillow staying in the christmas spirit the christmas theme apparently santa's house in the north pole santa the guy his house is apparently listed on Zillow somewhere and is now worth over a million dollars. It is on 25 acres. There are literal little elf homes around the side of it, which will look very cute 
infestive, and that's what it is. So here's my question. First off, why is Santa moving? <laughs> Where's he going? Second of all, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I figured Santa's house would be a little more than a million dollars. Steven? Oh, that's where you went with that? That's, my that's question my, is... That's where I went. My question is the following. And parents, fair warning. Let's take your kids out of the room. I'm going to give you a second to do that. Because they're definitely four, listening. Three, two, one. Santa's not real. <laughs> what is... What is this? I don't what? know. I don't know. The people at Good Morning America reported on it. Uh, apparently, if you go on Zillow, you can find Santa Claus's home, value it at over a million dollars, and they felt the need to report about it. So, I mean, is it like a joke list? Like, I mean, what happens I, if you try to spend a million dollars on this house? Like, Yeah, what, because what? I'm sure people have inquired. I'm assuming it's some sort of a joke. I would I, like a tour. I mean, I, I think you can get a tour. I think if you go to the North Pole or some shit, you can get a tour and you can see how Santa. And listen, I saw the video. Santa lives pretty well. That kitchen, beautiful backsplash, <laughs> beautiful backsplash. Number one. Number two, it's a pretty decent sized kitchen, decent sized living room. He's got a solid 60 inch flat screen. I mean, homeboy knows how to chill. I'm going to have to watch the video when we're done. I didn't watch it before this, but you can. Um, yeah, it's basically a 3D tour. But yeah, you can see how Santa lives 364 days out of the year because homeboy works once a year and he spends the rest of the time judging all of us. You are correct, though. I mean, one million sounds like a lot of money, obviously, but um, it's 25 acres. It's listed as 25 acres and there are little elf homes on the property, which I, my parents have a shed at their house, and what I learned is that means you have more real estate. Like you, I mean, that tax on a solid amount. I bet that adds the taxes. So if yeah. you've got a bunch of houses on the property, I mean, a million for twenty five and like a bunch of houses, like like a bunch of little houses and a at a main spot. That's that's not bad. I guess location, location, location. Right? Like it's like you know, it's in the middle of a really shitty area. I guess so. I just, I don't know. Santa's home. Santa, who brings all the children little toys and yada, yada, yada. I don't know. I figured more than a million. I'm, yeah. I mean, I was shocked. I was like, one million? I feel like it would be a couple mil. Like, one? That's it? Okay. Shit. I guess it's like, like I said, location, location, location. Like, listen, you can move here and it's going to be really nice, but you are never going to see a Walmart ever in your entire <laughs> life or anything <laughs> other than. <laughs> Well, to other, some people, they'd be like, oh, thank God. Or anything other than polar bears for the rest of your natural yeah. days. <laughs> I want to know where the el where where the el where where the deer where the reindeer sleep. They got a little shed in the back. Like they have they a, got barn. Little, maybe a barn. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Maybe one of the elf homes. I don't know. It looks like this. If you're watching on YouTube, just look behind me. It probably looks exactly like it looked in the movie Fred Claus with this obvious out of backdrop right here. Out of all of the Christmas movies that have ever been made, Fred Claus got it right. Yeah, but you see this you see this Hollywood, you see where the the floor ends and it becomes a wall. I was you just about just... To, yeah, you see that Hollywood green screen <laughs> yeah. right there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we need to go. Everyone has Why is Santa moving? Sorry. Okay, we're done. We got to go. Why is he moving? I don't get it. I, I don't know here. the answer to that, but I hope that everyone has the merriest of Christmases. 
This episode will drop on the 23rd. So, you know, just in time for you to listen to us while you prep your Christmas feast. Gabe and I love doing this show and we love uh, being with here with you every single week. So uh, it's it's been our honor and uh, we'll be here next week for our beer and review. Also, my Green Bay Packers play on Christmas. So go Pack Go, baby! Go Pack Go, baby! Let's get another one! Guys, keep wearing a mask. I know it sucks, but COVID's still a thing. Please be safe. Have a happy holiday. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>